0: And KBRI Clarendon, The Ticket Radio Network. to work, buddy. You... This is the workday red zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie.
1: Hey, friends! Bright, shiny Monday. Hope you didn't stay up too late last night. But hope you had a great, great Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, time to start thinking some baseball thoughts. Of course, we got two hours to recap the weekend that was before we dive into all of that. And we appreciate you being along for the ride here on the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in with us across the Ticket Radio Network, wherever you might be listening, whether that is on your radio dial or online at 95.3, theticket.com. Additionally, of course, you can take us with you on the go. Just download the TuneIn app, search KNEA, and you're going to be all set. If you want to shout at us, easy enough, 870-930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. And, of course, you can shout at us on social media, facebook.com slash the ticket radio is one place to head. And then also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Got a KavanaughCars.com question posted for you. You can find it using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara Ritchie. I'm joined in studio today, at least for this noon hour, brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors by Alex Galbraith.
2: Yeah, we're going to be here till uh, halftime and then make some adjustments like the Chiefs did.
1: That's what we do.
2: Yeah, there you go. Always, every do. day.
1: Clearly, the Chiefs took a page out of our playbook.
2: Clearly. Absolutely.
1: And it works for us. Worked even better for them. Exactly. So, good times all we, around. We,
2: they deserve, you know, we deserve some credit for the win last night, I feel like.
1: I have uh, I have one important question for you before we dive into so much of the other stuff we need to get to in a moment. How many wings did you eat yesterday?
2: Too many to count. Okay. Too many to so count. So, you just
1: like, after after a few, you're just like, ah, I don't care. Just
2: There's, keep just keep shoveling them in. You know, they get like all the side dishes too. It was a, uh, I, I slept good last night, we'll okay. say that. Okay, okay. Slept did with you, a full stomach. So, oh, do
1: yeah. you do barbecue or buffalo or lemon pepper or...
2: Um, uh, typically, honey barbecue is the way to okay. go. Okay, all yeah. right. I'm not a huge, you know, spice guy. I can't. I can't get too hot. You know? Okay, I got you. I think medium is my limit.
1: Very important wing question already settled right off of the bat. I guess Ooh. that means from here on out we'll talk, you know, more about the game.
2: I
3: guess so.
1: Uh, We've got some other things we'll throw at you today. Let's get caught up on the A State scores from the weekend before we throw out a uh, question of the day and all of that good stuff. Unfortunately, not a good weekend for Arkansas State basketball on uh, either side of things, but. uh... On the road at Georgia Southern, the men's team turned in a competitive first half, but then just could not slow down the Eagles in the second half. They lost 68 to 53. Terrence Ford, a state's leading scorer, there with 13 points. Meanwhile, at James Madison, despite the fourth double double of the season from Anna Griffin, Red Wolves women's team lost by the final of 70 to 57. Elsewhere over the weekend, Arkansas saw its five game SEC win streak snapped with a 70 to 64 loss to Mississippi State. Anthony Black paced the Hogs there with 23 points. And the Kansas City Chiefs, as I'm sure you are aware, but I'm going to repeat anyways, raised a 10-point halftime deficit to top Philly 38-35 last night in Super Bowl 57. Chiefs' second championship in the last four seasons. No shocker at all that Patrick Mahomes was named the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Easy peasy, KavanaughCars.com question day. Don't overthink it. I want to know your biggest takeaway from Super Bowl 57. Um, Whether that is is a food-related takeaway as Kendall has already chimed in with his answer on Twitter, whether it is, you know, an actual takeaway on the game. uh, Just anything. Anything that encompasses Super Bowl Sunday, uh, you can chime in with your answer on the phones or on Twitter. As far as how it unfolded uh, last night, I, I felt like right off the bat it looked like we were going to be in store for, for some fun, right? Because the Eagles, who have been such a phenomenal, phenomenal first drive team all season long, did what they do. Uh, they were able to march it down the field right in under five minutes and get on the board first is, as soon as they touched the football. So that was a fun start. It took Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs all of three minutes and 12 seconds to answer. So after one drive apiece, both teams had seventy-five yards on the board. Both teams had seven points on the board, and thought maybe we were going to be in for some kind of like sixty-three to sixty-three nonsense. Was not quite uh, that action-packed, but the game continued to have its moments. Now the uh, the the defenses did show up a couple different times, and so it was seven to seven after the first quarter. Second quarter starts eight seconds in with another Philly touchdown. And then uh, a quick three and out by the Chiefs. Their first of the game. So you're thinking, all right, you know, Philly gets the ball here. They've got some momentum. It looked like maybe, maybe something would start going in in uh, possibly a a big a big change going for the Eagles there in the middle of the second quarter. And. Then just kind of a weird fumble by by Hertz. It was a little bit of an unforced fumble. It's not one of those situations where you know a, a helmet collided with the football or there was some crazy play on his arm or or anything like that. But you know Bolton of the Chiefs was able to pick it up at the Philly thirty six and run it into the end zone and tied back up. Of course, Philly did take the momentum into the half. Uh, they scored a touchdown on their next play. Uh, then it was not quite a three and out from the Chiefs in their final possession of the first half, but uh, still not very much going for them offensively. And, of course, the key play there was on the very last play of that drive. We saw Patrick Mahomes' ankle get just, did not enjoy that replay. (laughs) It was a a situation where he clearly came off the field in some significant pain. You can tell by the way he limped off. You could tell by his facial expressions and his mannerisms on the sideline. He did not feel good at all. And then Philly added a little insult to injury by getting on the board again with a field goal uh, after that play. So it was 24-14 the half, right? Right. But one thing to remember always about Super Bowls, and I know you guys are aware of this, so just excuse me here while I state a few things that are obvious, is that times are forever, forever, forever long when it comes to Super Bowls. So there was about 50 minutes from between Patrick Mahomes' ankle got wrenched and when the... Uh, Chiefs were back out there on offense. And the third quarter had gotten underway. So, they left pretty good on their first drive. Scored. Immediately got it to within three points. Then we started to see a fun battle. Eagles got back down the field. They were able to kick a field goal. Then another Chiefs touchdown for their first lead of the game. Then a punt. Another touchdown. Tied up then. 35-all with just 5 minutes and 15 seconds to play, in then a masterful drive by the Chiefs. One that did not end in a touchdown, but did end in points. Of course, it was aided by a much-talked-about holding call on James Bradbury. But ultimately, the Chiefs were able to go up at 38-35, leave the Eagles, I mean, no time, on the clock. Eight seconds on the clock, and that last-second play uh, just... I don't know. It was not a long enough pass from Jalen Hurts, which, to be fair, it was going to have to be one of the longest passes in NFL history for it to be complete, and there was nobody around to catch it or do any kind of crazy lateral nonsense or anything like that. So uh, that was it. 38-35 was the final. Chiefs come out on top. They win their second championship in four years. Mahomes, interestingly enough, had one of his lowest uh, yardage performances in a long, long time but also had one of his highest completion percentages and, of course, did not make a mistake. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was named the MVP. Chiefs able to do uh, more on the ground than, than I thought they would. And then, of course, uh, you, know, you had some of the usual suspects get in. In terms of touchdowns there for Kansas City, it was kind of automatic that at some point in time Travis Kelsey was going to be able to find his way into the end zone. He did. Uh, so that's what they were able to do. On offense. Philly's vaunted defense did not record a sack. It's one of the biggest statistical stunners of the game. That was something we talked about uh, quite heavily on Friday. Just how good they were in that aspect, how incredible their pass rush was, uh just how terrifying son Reddick is. And uh hat tip to the Chiefs O line for being able to more or less keep Mahomes upright. He did take a couple five hits. But uh, Eagles did not record a sack. So that was how it unfolded last night. Of course, we had some interesting commercials in the meantime. We had a Rihanna concert in the middle of the game. And uh, yeah, I stuffed my face and had a blast. (laughs) So I hope you did as well. We'll continue to recap all of that as we go along. I do want to wish everyone a happy Pitchers and Catchers Report Day. I know today is going to be primarily about recapping the weekend including of course the Super Bowl including some A-State hoops but man today just screams baseball this is a gorgeous gorgeous day uh for February in Arkansas this is about as good as it gets hope you're able to get outside at some point in time this afternoon maybe roll down the windows for just a minute and uh it's uh it should be fun Grand Slam Banquet tonight Uh, Coming up at First National Bank Arena, super stoked about that. Went ahead and looked at A-State Baseball's opening weekend weather coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm not going to lie, it could be just a couple degrees warmer for my taste. But it's not any rain in the forecast. So you're going to take that 10 times out of 10 times on an opening weekend uh, for A-State Baseball. So (sighs) Super Bowl in the brain, baseball in my heart. We've got uh, so much more to get into. We'll step aside for our first break here this noon hour, brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. More on the Super Bowl when we come back. Keep it here with us on The Ticket.
0: When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All
4: right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie
0: on the Workday Red Zone.
5: More than ever, we are reimagining our homes as places of retreat. We're minimizing stress and maximizing space. We're dreaming of spa-like bathrooms, complete with beautiful vanities to hide the clutter and make room for candles. We're wishing we could de-stress in a soaking tub or under a rainfall shower at the end of a long day. Make this the year that dream becomes your reality with Home Outlet. Our guaranteed lowest prices put quality products within budget and dream spaces within reach. Visit us in-store or
6: online at homeoutlet.com.
7: If you have a craving for a sweet and delicious treat, it's time to treat yourself to Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro.
6: As you walk into Crumble, get ready for the smell of freshly baked gourmet cookies like no other. Crumble's menu rotates flavors weekly, and they always
7: carry their crowd-pleasing signature warm chocolate chip.
6: Crumble is locally owned and operated by Cody McPherson, a veteran of the United States Air Force and alumni of...
7: Arkansas State. If you have a craving for crumble head to the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. Download the free app or go to crumblecookies.com
8: Have you noticed all the Harris Ford stickers on the back of all
1: the vehicles in Northeast Arkansas? There's a reason for that. Hello there, this is Tara from Harris Ford in Newport. You see all those Harris Ford stickers because for years your neighbors have been coming to Harris Ford in Newport for the ride they want at a price they can afford. If you have not shopped with us at Harris Ford and are in the market for a new or used unit, please give us the opportunity to put you in one you want and can afford and has a Harris Ford sticker on the back. Come visit with us at Harris Ford, exit 85 in Newport.
7: At Wright Fiber, we're proud to be backed by Ritter
9: Communications which has a legacy of connecting local communities for more than a century. That tradition of excellence continues with the selection of Wright Fiber as the chosen internet partner for the city of Jonesboro. This means a better, faster connection, plus no hidden fees, no contracts, unlimited
7: data, free installation, and Wi-Fi. As Jonesboro's chosen partner, we're excited to finally bring Jonesboro residents the internet you deserve. Right Fiber by Ritter Communications.
3: Right by you. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy, feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above... To the tiniest insects in the soil below, you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests. And without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at WWF.org/love.
10: So I'm apartment hunting and having this debate with a landlord?
3: Like I said, no pets. I just can't rent you the unit.
10: Yeah, he's a dog, but sir, he's not a pet.
11: He's four-legged, he's hairy, he's on a leash, that's a pet.
10: No, Henry is an assistance animal. Look, I'm legally blind. Couldn't you make a reasonable accommodation for my guide dog?
11: Young lady, you can call your canine friend anything you want. Those are the rules.
10: Rules? Rules that allow for housing discrimination? So, I made a call to HUD to confirm that, indeed, landlords must make reasonable accommodations for assistance animals. And now, we're so happy in our new apartment.
9: If you think you've been discriminated against because of your disability, race, color, religion, national origin, sex, or familial status, call the HUD hotline. 1-800-669-9777 or go to hud.gov slash fair file a complaint, make something happen.
10: Fair housing is your right.
9: Use it. A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance.
0: This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone.
1: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. As we continue here in this new hour, brought to you by David Martin, Office Interiors. It's Kara and Alex with you in Studio. The Right Fiber old. Hotline is open at 870-930-3776. The KavanaughCars.com question. What was your biggest takeaway from yesterday's Super Bowl Sunday? I hope all of you are in Kindle and probably Alex's boat as well. As Kindle's answer on Twitter, the wings I had were phenomenal.
2: They were, they were absolutely, I wonder where she got them.
1: So, I don't, I don't know. Could have been homemade, had some homemade wings at the uh, at the watch party I was at. Oh, nice. So, we did all the, like the normal finger foods, multiple dips. Yes. Um, I was told to bring a sweet treat, so I went to nothing but cakes and got uh, the Buntinis, because that's just, I, I'm not.
2: That's a good stuff, yeah.
1: I don't spend a lot of time in the kitchen, let's just be honest here. <laughs> and if somebody gives me an excuse to go get those, I'm going to go get those 10 times out of 10. Oh, yeah. So uh so good times were had all around. Uh we interrupt this feel good Super Bowl Monday with some baseball news because just leave it to Major League Baseball to never fail to be colossal, Debbie Downers. And we we won't dive into this too much today, but it makes me mad, so <laughs> I wanna share with the group. Uh but uh MLB's joint competition, joint competition committee has voted unanimously. To make the extra inning rule permanent for all games moving forward. Starting this year, 2023 and beyond. So from now on, in all games, until maybe somebody gets some sense and gets rid of this, a runner is going to be placed at second base at the start of every extra inning. Thanks, I hate it. That is the latest news from Major League Baseball on what should be a beautiful day of celebration. Is pitchers and catchers a reporting day instead? We get this news, so fun times all around. Go right back into some Super Bowl talk with that. Uh, you know, in, in terms of why the the Chiefs were able to get a win last night, you know, it turns out Patrick Mahomes is is still good, uh, even on a bum ankle. It was no surprise at all that he was able to win yet another Super Bowl MVP, uh, it, interesting. I saw this stat pointed out from Dennis Dobbs of CBS. So kind of a statistical anomaly here. This, this performance last night from Mahomes. it was the fewest passing yards of his postseason career with 182. However, he completed a higher percentage of his passes in that game than he had in any other postseason performance. So it was his fewest passing yards in any game since week nine against Green Bay a week nine of the 2021 season, by the way. So it's been a long, long time since the Chiefs have kind of gone in, in that direction and, and gone so much for some of the, the short route passes, uh, which they haven't had, you know, one of those deep, deep, deep threats all season, like like Hill, you know, some of the guys on that team in, in, in the receiving core are, are great, but there's not a Tyree Kill left on that team. So they had to change things from the get-go uh, this season, but they really, really, took advantage of of a lot of those shorter route situations. The longest pass the Chiefs completed, and and Mahomes completed last night, was only 22 yards. So uh, definitely a little bit of an adjustment there from what we've seen from the Chiefs in years past, but took advantage. They were able to capitalize on those. And again, uh, Mahomes completed a really high percentage of his passes and and did not put the team in harm's way. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. But uh, for as well as he played, um, and and you expect that at this point in time, certainly in his career – you have to give big, big, big credit to the offensive line because that was the thing that was discussed over and over and over going into this game was just how good the Eagles' defense was, you know, how many different statistical categories they ranked first in, how good their pass rush was, how good so many of their individual players were, Hassan Reddick being the beast that he is, numerous different players on the defensive front that have multiple sacks this season. and, And we talked about it a ton on Friday because Alex and I were both behind the Eagles' defense when we previewed this game on Friday. But then the fact that, that the Eagles did not record a sack in this game is, is crazy. And not only did they not record a sack, they recorded a tackle for loss. And that's it. And those are just kind of unfathomable numbers for that Philly defense this season. And you credit the Chiefs being able to, to make some adjustments and keep their guy protected.
2: I think that was the biggest shock. Is I mean, he had uh, seventy-eight sacks on the year. They were, they put up a graphic during the like second quarter saying that the Eagles got like four or five sacks. They'd have the most sacks in history of yeah. any team. So I was like, that's a lot in one game. But I think I was like, they'll they'll knock at that early. This early in the game, they'll get a couple, and they just didn't. They could. They had no push at ever. And it was funny because it felt like the Eagles were dominating the line of scrimmage at least offensively. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts was getting some great pushes on those quarterback sneaks. Uh, The ground game really didn't get going, but they were able to move the ball pretty effectively. Hertz was never really under that much pressure, but yeah, I mean, the fact that that defensive line got pushed around that bad by the Chiefs' offensive line, which up until this point hadn't looked that great, was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, you know, they did, obviously they did get after Mahomes some. Um, He did take some hits. There was that that ankle thing that we saw late in the second half that just kind of still makes me cringe. Um, I've got a little bit of a weak stomach. But, but, you know, for the most part, again, they, they, they kept him better protected than I think anybody thought they would. So you tip your cap there. And then, of course, once he had just any type of, of, of green light and um, even able to make some plays running himself there in the second half, then it was just, uh, it, it was like, not that it was necessarily on easy mode for that Chiefs offense, but, but they're just so good. So when they've got time. They're going to be able to take advantage.
2: That's the scary thing is if you if you give Patrick Mahomes time to just stay in the pocket, he's going to find an open receiver. He's They're not going to miss. And there were so many times that he just had time and would just fire down the middle of the field, just wide open. I mean, you give these guys time, those receivers are going to find a way to get open too. So that, that's what blew my mind. The Jags, the Bengals, and the Eagles, the three teams that the Chiefs faced in the playoffs, never really got any pressure on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and that's how you have yeah. to beat them is by rattling them
1: you already referenced second half adjustments by the chiefs and it's interesting because i think as fans we make bigger deals normally of of halftime adjustments than than typically we should mainly because typically there's not really time to make those halftime adjustments i mean typical typical half times i mean you're dealing with like You're dealing with a very small window. First off, you have to move like a 70-party player and coaching staff into a locker room, get everybody hydrated, bathroom breaks, whatever. So by the time that's all taken care of, it's almost immediately time to get back out on the field. So you don't have those opportunities to sit down and look at things that you can do better. But, of course, 29 minutes as opposed to 14, 15 minutes gives you a much, much bigger window to go in and tweak things. And some of the things that the Chiefs did in the second half, particularly uh, Biennium and, and Reed working together, sort of send some guys in motion to the goal line. Those were just uh, some great, great plays. You guys want to weigh in on this, so let's go to the phone and check in with Wade. How are you? Oh, we lost Wade. I think he's back, though. Let's go back to uh, – let's try this again. Is this Wade? It is. Hey, Wade, how are you?
12: I'm good. It was a great game, wasn't it?
1: I really enjoyed it. You know, I, it, it, yeah. uh, it. look, I wanted a game that was as competitive as, as the prognosticators told us it was going to be, and it did. It went down to the final play, and you can't ask for much more than that.
12: The, the uh, only thing I didn't like about the game was I did not like that last, I think it was a holding call yeah. on the Eagles, because it was close. I mean, I could see maybe a bit, but, you know, that late in the game, Golly, you know, I could see that going either way. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, it, it is what it is. But um, I, I'm a huge uh, Patrick Mahomes fan um, just because I just like the way he carries himself. And he's such a competitor. You know, uh, pretty banged up and uh, still playing a heck of a game. Um, so, anyway, um, that was a fun game. So, my big takeaway from the game was this. Um, it wasn't anything at all that I even thought about or expected. But I heard them talking, uh, or something online, the, the state with the most players represented actually on the field, guess which one it was, which state it was?
1: Uh, Alabama.
12: No, it's Mississippi. Oh, okay. Mississippi, yeah, which I, which was really, you know, they they kind of broke it down by population. And it wasn't per capita. It was heads up. They had eight players uh between the two teams from mississippi and i think i think it was illinois and another state who have much larger populations had seven each and then there were one or two that had six but mississippi won it straight up heads up uh which was you know for a a state that's smaller than arkansas just a little bit that's pretty fascinating
1: yeah that is intriguing
12: yeah i'll try to find the uh the stat or the link or whatever i mean i would think it's probably pretty easy to find um but that's pretty cool and i would think that's a great recruiting uh, tool for you know the three schools uh, in mississippi
1: yeah hey yeah you can you can have success here no doubt
12: yeah and so you know the uh the thing about you know arkansas such a small state well you know mississippi's I think Arkansas is just a little bit over 3 million now and I think Mississippi is just a little bit under yeah. 3 million. Mm-hmm. And they have three. They have three schools that can be competitive. I mean, you know, Southern Miss in and, and baseball's very good. Uh right. I think this year they're really good in basketball.
1: They're great this uh, year. Yeah.
12: Yeah. So, you know, so it, it can be done. I would um I don't know if they, you know, have programs that start, you know, at an earlier age or what it is they've done, but uh that, I thought that was really cool.
1: Good stuff, Wade. Thank you for the phone call.
12: So, I hope you guys have a great day. Go Red Wolves.
1: Appreciate it, Wade. We'll see you. He leaves the phone lines open at 930-3776. Uh, just a couple more notes on on the Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell you what. There's going to be many, many more notes on the Super Bowl throughout uh, the course of today. But a couple more here before we go to break. And then come back and talk some A-State hoops with you. But uh, I do want to give, like, if... if I, I have no issue with Mahomes being the MVP. I think that's that's perfect. I think that's fine. Um, there were so many different guys on offense who made plays for for the Chiefs. I, I don't have a, a better argument. But if you're giving like an X factor MVP to anybody this game, you gotta you gotta show Kadarius Tony a whole 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 lot of love from last night. He touched the ball three times. Okay, one of those the very first time he touched the football was a 12-yard punt return in the first quarter. Uh it set Kansas City up for decent field position and and a a score attempt, you know, that was followed by Harrison Butker's um missed missed field goal. The second time he touched the football was that absolutely Hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself here. The second time he touched the football was on uh uh, right there um, at a third and three or third and goal. Uh, for, no, no, no. It was a third and three at the Philly Five, but they uh, didn't get a first down. They got a touchdown instead. And that was that play where he kind of, uh, one of the plays where the Chiefs put somebody in motion and then had him run back. So Kadarius Tony just had all kinds of daylight on his side of the field and was able to haul it in. And then the third time he touched the football, was that absolutely insane return for 65 yards that set Kansas City up for yet another touchdown. You want to talk about a guy making the absolute most of his opportunities last night. That was Tony. Touched the ball three times, had a touchdown, had two punt returns, one of which set up Casey for another touchdown. Pretty good stuff. That's a good knot. Got to be ready to take the opportunities that were given. Uh, one more note on on the game. A lot was made going into this week about, you know, the brother bowl, uh Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. What was going to happen there depending on on who won. And of course, Jason Kelsey of the Eagles did congratulate Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs basically immediately after the game. He just said bleep you, congratulations. (laughs) And that was it. So uh, I don't know how awkward the next family gathering will be around Donna Kelsey's table, but uh, I imagine it'll still probably be all right. Let's go ahead and step aside for a break. Uh, I do want to recap the weekend that was for a state men's basketball. We've got some audio to share with you from Mike Bellotto. We've got some Grand Slam banquets to talk about. Um, So that is all on the way when we return for break. Keep it right here with us on The Ticket.
0: The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone.
4: Soybean prices down a bit this hour. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. March corn at six eighty four, three and a half. With May corn at six eighty one, up two and three quarters. March soybeans at fifteen thirty nine and a quarter, down three and a quarter. With May soybeans at fifteen thirty two and a quarter, down one and a quarter. March wheat at seven ninety one and three quarters, up five and three quarters. With May wheat at eight and a half, up four and three quarters. March cotton at eighty six zero three, up seventy six. With May cotton at eighty six sixteen, up fifty eight. March rice at 1801 and eighteen zero one and a half, down seven cents. May rides at 18.29 and a half also down seven moving on to livestock now february live cattle 161.95 up 75 with april live cattle 164.87 and a half up 92 and a half march feeder cattle 186.97 and a half up 57 and a half with april feeder cattle at 191.52 and a half up 85 february lane hogs at 75.80 down seven and a half with april lane hogs at 84.67 and a half up 135 that's your eab new market report and i'm scotty e. woodson have a great day
8: When we walk, when we reach, when we play, we're moving through life. Lately, we haven't been moving enough. An estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily physical activity. This is a health crisis, and the solution is in our hands and our feet. It's on our shoulders. It's on our backs. It's in our souls. It's time to move and keep moving, America, wherever you are, however you can. Movement reduces your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It improves your brain function, pain management, and immune system. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side, increasing your strength and mobility and improving your quality of life through prescribed exercise and teamwork. Because we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com.
7: Hydro's mission is to create material handling technology and relationships that move the world.
8: You see the mission statement being lived out pretty much everywhere at Hydro. It's
2: a pretty unique mission in that there's a greater purpose in it. If you think about the idea of moving the world, everything that we use in our day-to-day lives, that our families use, everything is impacted by the work that we do at Hydro. So there's a bigger purpose there.
9: Become a part of the Hytrol family. Visit careers.hytrol.com.
0: Did you know you have access to medical weight loss within the only integrated health system in Northeast Arkansas? Get a head start on your 2023 health and fitness by booking an appointment with the NEA Baptist Weight Management Clinic. Crush your goals and feel the results while saving money with the lowest cash price in town. Call 936-8000 to book your appointment with the NEA Baptist Weight Management Clinic and let nurse practitioner Angie Jones tailor a plan specifically for you. That's 936-8000-NEA-Baptist Weight Management Clinic. Medical weight loss you can trust.
4: Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust JT White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. JT White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name The Pros Trust and the one used on the most building sites, JT White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. JT White Hardware and Lumber. On Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves.
3: There's a monster under my bed. For a child with asthma, monsters are everywhere. There's a monster in my bathtub. Something as innocent as a teddy bear or a bath toy could trigger their next asthma attack. Here are ways to help. Freezing stuffed animals to kill dust mites. Drying bath toys to prevent mold. Learn how to end your child's asthma attacks at noattacks.org or call 866 no because their next breath is in your hands. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council.
0: Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. This new hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. No matter what you need for your office, whether it's just a desk or a chair or a whole new cubicle and design layout, they can take care of that for you, and they are online at dmi-office.com. Kara and Alex with you in studio. Of course, we're talking a lot of Super Bowl today asking you for your biggest takeaway From yesterday's festivities, whether it was, in fact, game-related or whether it was something else about your Super Bowl Sunday, you can shout at us at 870-930-3776. That that being said, I'm going to take a slight pause here on the football talk to get caught up on this weekend's A-State basketball games, uh, starting with the men who were on the road at Georgia Southern and kind of just some... Back and forth uh, early on in the game in the sense that, uh, you know, Georgia Southern got off to a quick start and A-State battled back a little bit. Uh, Georgia Southern went on another run and then A-State battled back a little bit. So the Red Bulls were down six points at the break. And then, well, Georgia Southern made a halftime adjustment which has been a big talking point of of today's show. Um, They opened the second half on an 18-1 to run. And it took A-State six and a half minutes to make a shot. And then that was pretty much it. You know, A-State kind of picked themselves up and shook themselves off and, you know, competed for the rest of that game. But didn't really get close at the end of it. And came up short. 53, uh, again was what the Red Bulls scored. 68 for Georgia Southern. So just a tough week for Arkansas State. Struggles continue, and A State is 10 and 17 now on the season. 2 and 12 in Sunbelt Conference play. So uh, still in the cellar of the league standings. This is just a team where I don't, I don't know kind of where you where you find wins right now. Because whether <laughs> whether you like hearing about it or not, injuries are a part of this season's story. They are a huge part of this season's story. Avery Feltz in Thursday's game was, uh, he was not in the starting lineup because back on Monday, he had taken an elbow to the face in practice, split open his lip, had to have 20 stitches, didn't practice for a couple days. So, doesn't start on Thursday, but he is able to get into the game. And in the game, I originally thought that maybe he got like hit in the mouth or something and, his, and ugh, his stitches came open or something like that. But that wasn't the case. He actually took a hip pointer in that game. So, he only played, I don't remember how many minutes he played on on Thursday, 10, 13, somewhere in that neighborhood. But But he didn't play for the entire second half. Uh, and so you didn't know what his status was going to be on Saturday, Saturday in the pregame coverage, coach Blotto had said in his pregame interview, which was recorded about an hour in advance of tip off, excuse me, that felt was, was going to be a no go, but I was texting with, you know, Matt Stoltz before the game. And he's like, Hey, you know, everybody's warming up. We'll, we'll see how this goes. And I was like, all right, cool. Maybe he's going to be able to play. But uh, once he got out there on the court, he was, was just not really able to move that well. And, and he played uh, two minutes in that game so uh we saw a lot of uh, or not a lot but we saw some Dylan Arnett again and some Nick Tingling again so you're at a point now where you're seeing these A-State walk-ons you're at a point now where Terrence Ford is playing almost 40 minutes every single game um, Caleb Fields is still playing with a broken wrist and it just kind of is what it is there were six scholarship players well Avery Feltz, again, played two minutes. So, technically, there were seven scholarship players in, in uniform Saturday, but Feltz was was mostly a no-go, and it was just another shorthanded situation. Um, so, A-State just not able to keep up. Uh, do you want to hear a couple of comments here from A-State men's basketball coach, Mike Bolatto as he had his post-game uh, interview with Voice of the Red Bulls, Matt Stoltz, and, you know, one of the things they touched on was that second-half run we just told you about, where... Uh, Georgia Southern came out of the gate, 18-1 to one run, and, and after that it was just really tough for A-State to battle back.
13: Yeah, we had really trouble scoring uh, to start the second half. Um, they picked up the intensity a little bit. We had 13 offensive rebounds, uh, and that's what kept it close for us. And then, you know, we only had three the whole second half, so I guess they took on the challenge. And we missed some shots. There was a stretch there. I thought we missed four really good looks. They just didn't go in, and they capitalized on them. So when it stretches out like that, it's tough with limited bench. And um, – the guys you have and then we had some guys in foul trouble obviously Isaiah and Omar were playing with three most of the time so we just want to make sure we stayed in the game we had to go more zone than we wanted to but again just the effort just try to keep continue to get better and get back home and, and worry about next week
1: continuing another solid game for Terrence Ford again he was out there 38 minutes uh, six rebounds couple assists four steals on the game and of course 13 points to go along with that as well and Coach Blotto, you know, continues to to have high praises for his his true freshman point guard.
13: Yeah, played the whole second half. Can't can he? 38 minutes. You know, handling the uh, the pressure and handling the ball and playing their best player. You know, he had he guarded Finch uh, for most of the game as well and did a good job. He only ended up with uh, four points. So uh, just continue to you know hope Terrence continues to stay healthy. And you know, he took a big, uh, pretty hard hit on. Uh, Thursday but he, he fought through it so we just need him to continue to play the way he's playing
1: we just talked about you know what's going on with Avery Feltz health wise and, and coach Bilotto elaborates on that you know why he was not going to play and then he did play and kind of how the, the afternoon unfolded in that aspect
13: yeah I told him it was adrenaline you know I know he wanted to go he begged me to give him a chance and uh, obviously if he's right if he can go I'd love for him to play uh, but once I saw him run out there, I knew it. He knew it too. So he he got dressed uh, in uh, in his warm up at halftime. He he tried. I, I I love the kid for uh you know making the attempt because you know we're shorthanded already. Um, but yeah, we just got to get him better for next week.
1: Four games left on the season. Coach Bolatto talks about what's ahead. What is ahead? This week, the Red Wolves are going to be back in Jevonsboro.
13: Yeah, we got two home games left, four um, total. Well, all we got to do now is try to do the best we can to get good momentum going into March. Um, you know, right now the great thing about college basketball is you get guys back and healthy, and guys are playing better, and um, you're going with a little bit of momentum. You never know what might happen, so we're just trying to get. I just told them in the locker room, all we got to do is improve the next game from the last. We got to get better from the last time we played. That's all. And if you do that, you'll come out with some victories. Um, and if not, you continue to improve going into March. So that's that's our model right now, it's trying to stay as healthy as possible.
1: Again, that was Arkansas State men's basketball coach Mike Bilotto following the team's 68-53 setback at Georgia Southern. Rettles going to be facing Troy on Thursday, Georgia State on Saturday. Both of those games in Jonesboro. A whole lot of double, a whole lot of just stuff going on this week on the A-State campus, right? You got a doubleheader Thursday for A-State men's and women's basketball. Same thing on Saturday. Oh, you got a baseball series. Coming up this weekend on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, so it's just going uh, to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to lot making a lot of, lot of uh, trips personally out to campus this week. That includes tonight uh, with the Grand Slam Banquet. More on that in just a moment. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on on social media this weekend regarding A-State men's basketball. And can you guys just stop with any conspiracy theories that, that involve the players? They don't deserve to get dragged into this. Okay? Okay. Coming up tonight at First National Bank Arena is the Grand Slam Banquet. I've heard good things uh, in terms of, of the crowd expected tonight. In fact, I think it might be uh, an all-time all time high uh, for the number of attendees, for the number of tables that are sold, which is just uh, fantastic, because obviously that's, that program needs support. Uh, but I love this event. I'm going to be out there looking forward to the immediate availability that's going to be happening before. So we're going to get to touch base just for a couple minutes with, with Patrick Renan, of course, also touch base with Coach Trafo and, and see how the Red Wolves last weekend of the preseason unfolded before they get ready to take the field uh, coming up on Friday. So, again, I, I hope uh, normally I would tell you, hey, maybe give them a ring, try and get a last-second table. I don't think that's an option <laughs> today. So uh, I know I will see a ton of you out there, though, and, and looking forward to a really, really great time tonight. And I uh, have no doubt we'll come back and, and recap some of that tomorrow. We need to step aside though. Take our very last break of this noon hour, brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. We'll be back right after this here on the Ticket.
0: Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara.
13: Take that for data.
0: The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network.
11: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The L.A. Rams went all in on superstar talent last season, and it paid off. They utilized draft capital in order to secure star veterans. That helped L.A. win a Super Bowl and caused a ripple effect around the league. But Kansas City did things differently. Instead of trading all their picks, Kansas City traded one of their biggest stars, Tyree Kill, in exchange for draft picks. The move was viewed as a massive risk by many, but the deal was a major reason for the team's success. With Hill's contract off the books, the team. Signed Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and safety Justin Reed. And with the help of all the draft picks, Kansas City managed to draft four starting players in this year's big game. And that doesn't even include rookie receiver Sky Moore. What the Rams did in 2021 was innovative, and with the success, there's always going to be imitations. But if we learned anything from Kansas City, it's that there are plenty of blueprints in building a championship. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive, and you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Kumo tires, test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection.
9: TireRack.com the way. Nobody makes Valentine's Day more special than Bennett's Flowers. And Bennett's is just a phone call away at 203-9844. Bennett's has all kinds of gorgeous arrangements that will thrill that special someone in your life. Everything from roses, blooming plants, chocolates, gift and goodie baskets. Bennett's Flowers has it. And this Valentine's Day, there's even more ways to shop with Bennett's. Yes, they'll deliver, but Bennett's also has a Valentine's Pop-Up Shop. Inside Gigi's Cupcakes on Red Wolf Boulevard with flowers, plants, and more. So go buy Bennett's Valentine's Pop-Up Shop, Inside Gigi's Cupcakes, their studio location at 1350 Medallion Drive, or purchase grab-and-go gifts at the Truck Patch on Southwest Drive. And remember, Bennett's delivers. Order at bennettsflowers.com, Bennett's Flowers on Facebook, or call 203-9844. Bennett's Flowers, your Valentine's
7: Day headquarters. All right. The big game means you score big deals on tires and wheels this month at Local Tire and Wheel. Don't get benched on the side of the road because of tires that you don't trust. Take the offensive approach and get the tires you require and the wheels you desire from Local Tire and Wheel, where this month you can get started for only $7. Only $7 gets you started in six months, same as cash. Local Tire and Wheel believes that everyone should have the option to travel on safe, dependable tires. But most of us don't budget for tires. But when we need them, we need them. And that's where local tire and wheel comes in you get four tires today and we build a payment plan to fit your budget with no credit check and everyone approved and this month seven dollars gets you started plus local tire and wheel is kicking off their customer referral program we'll pay you 100 dollars every time you refer a new customer to us that gets a set of new tires and this month seven dollars gets you started local tire and wheel 1518 south caraway in Jonesboro. local tire and and on facebook search local tire and wheel Jonesboro.
0: Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776.
1: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Last couple of minutes left in this noon hour. Of course, that means we still got an hour after this. We're going to continue to talk about Last night's game and festivities and uh, some more A-State talk on the way as well, including recapping the women's game from Saturday. So that is all on the slate. I will tell you one of the, <laughs> one of the sillier highlights for me is we're asking you today, what was your biggest takeaway from Super Bowl 57 or, or, or one of the things that I enjoyed seeing? Everybody took note of, of The Octopus by Jalen Hurts, right? Because that is a term we discussed on this program either Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Whatever day it was, we were having the gambling talk. We were talking about a couple of different phrases. And somehow, I don't know what rock I've been under. Maybe you guys have been talking about the octopus statistic for years and years and years and years. And I didn't realize it. But, but it was a new statistic for me. And in, in case you missed the conversation last week, an octopus is when a player, this same player, scores a touchdown and then the two-point conversion on consecutive plays. DraftKings had set the odds for an octopus at plus 1,400 entering the game. And then we got to see one last night. Of course, with uh, with the Eagles trailing 35-27 with uh, five and a half-ish minutes to play. Jalen Hurts was able to run it into the end zone on a first and goal play. And then, of course, at that point in time, Eagles were still down 35-33. So what do you do? Well, duh, you go for the two-point conversion. What did the Eagles do? They once again uh, had Hurts call his own number. And he was able to run it in. I was legit cheering for the octopus (laughs) at the Super Bowl gathering that I was at. I was very, very excited to point out what that was. One of the things we also talked about last week was a scorigami. And a scoregami in the NFL is when there is a brand new, never-before-seen score ever in NFL history. And we also, at a certain point in time last night, in fact, after Jalen Hurts' octopus, uh, we also had a significant chance for a scoregami Because there's never been a 43-42 to final in all of NFL history. So had, had the Chiefs moved a little bit quicker on their last possession of the game and, and had they been able to get into the end zone instead of settling for a field goal, which, I mean, look, clearly their strategy was best because it won the game, but who knows what would have happened, you know, if the Eagles had been able to, to get back in the end zone as well. It could have been wild. Could have been. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. We could have seen a Scorigami and an Octopus. Both in the same game. But we did not. And we clearly told you not to bet on both of those as as some kind of like parlay. Because even though a $100 bet would have earned you over $31,000 in payout, it was also a borderline. I mean, was there a chance? Sure. But it, it wasn't going to happen. So I hope nobody did that because basically you set your money on fire. But kudos to those of you that did actually bet on the Octopus because we did see it. I honestly thought if it did occur last night, it would have been uh, possibly at the hands of of Travis Kelsey, but Jalen Hurts was able to to do that, and it was it was pretty pretty cool. I was very excited that something we talked about came true on the show. Had to tweet about it last night. Uh, coming up again in the uh, in the second hour, some more talk uh, on the Super Bowl, of course, and then also some A State women's basketball talk as well. So that's what we'll be diving into in the second hour of the program, along with uh, quite a few more open phone lines as well. Alex, what was, other than the wings, second half adjustments, one big key takeaway you have from yesterday's events?
2: Well, I think, uh, you know, from from a game standpoint, I think we're all talking about – well, first off, I will say this. I think Jalen Hurts outperformed Patrick Mahomes. I will say that. Hurts did better than Mahomes, even from a stat standpoint – he outdueled him but I think and you mentioned earlier Kadarius Toney is the will be the unsung hero of this game had the longest punt return in Super Bowl history that helped the Chiefs get up by eight points yeah I mean if he just fair catches that ball or doesn't get nearly as far who knows what happens maybe the Eagles keep it a one-point game and completely change the outcome of the game so I think we're we're focusing on the the holding penalty uh, and the finish but that play alone was probably the biggest difference in that one for sure
1: Coaches will tell you special teams matter.
2: <laughs> they do. Special teams to me are like free throws; they can yeah. make or break a game for you.
1: I mean, you know, you. It's one of those things that if you if you stress special teams, it doesn't mean you're always going to have a moment like we saw last night with the Chiefs in that return. But you can watch teams and tell who doesn't have that yes. level of focus on it and you're just sitting there shaking your head. And it's more it's more noticeable along the college lines in the college game to me than it is necessarily at the NFL level because the just the talent at that level period. But I mean sp- special teams matter.
2: They do. And they are they're huge. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's your your kickoff coverage is key. Your punt return coverage is key. The the process of the snap to the hold for a kick is is so important. So, and I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of secretly hoping for like an overtime game. You know, yeah. we saw yeah. so many players, you know, last night slipping yeah. on that grass. So I was like, what if like Butker tries to plant and like slips and we go to overtime? Like, how crazy would that be? So I was like, I was kind of hoping that he would. But because the field was another storyline, that, yeah. that was really odd how often that was happening. And they said, you know, the Chiefs had issues with that field uh, back in Week One in yeah. Arizona, so it was kind of weird that it didn't change. But I, I didn't get my wish.
1: It was still a great Sunday. It was. So it sounds like you had a great Sunday. It sounds like you had your wings, which was the key, key, most important part of the day.
2: My team's not in it. That's the most important thing. There
1: you go, Alex. Thanks for your help today. Yeah. You
2: yeah. You see you tomorrow.
1: Hey, we've still got another hour left to go. Some additional takeaways from Super Bowl 57 and so much more on the docket in hour two of today's Workday Red Zone. But that wraps up our noon hour. Brought to you by David Martin, office interiors. We'll step aside for a breather Be back right after this. We'll see what kind of second half adjustments we make today. Keep it with us on the ticket.
14: This is Will Oswald with your Monday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update. Brought to you Placid Tire Service. In women's college basketball yesterday, the Arkansas Razorbacks set a program record in a 61-33 rout of Missouri at Bud Walton Arena yesterday afternoon. The 33 points, the fewest allowed in an SEC game in program history. It was Chrissy Carr leading the way for the Hogs with 18 points. He'll host the Tennessee Lady Volunteers Thursday at 6 at Walton Arena. In college softball, the nationally top 10-ranked Razorbacks swept their way through the rebel kickoff to open the season in Las Vegas over the weekend with a 5 and 0 mark with two run run-roll wins over Weaver State also a victory over the host UNLV in that tournament. They'll be in the Tax Act Clearwater Invitational this weekend in Clearwater, Florida. And in the NBA yesterday, John Morant's game-high 25 points not enough as Boston came back to beat the Grizz in Beantown, 119-109. Memphis back home Wednesday night to take on the Utah Jazz at FedEx Forum. Four tires in one hour, guaranteed at Plans a Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network.
4: Make today more interesting with Bentley's Online Sports Betting Action. You can bet on pro and college games with Bentley, the only online sportsbook in Arkansas and Tennessee. And right now, every new customer can cash in on a $250 risk-free first bet. Download the Bentley Sportsbook app now in the Apple and Google Play Store or visit Betley.com. With Bentley, every game matters. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700.
8: Cupid's Arrow is struck at Gamble Home. It's a special sale for couples this February as you can now buy one chair and get the second half price. Accent chairs, recliners, dining chairs, and stressless chairs. Plus, buy a Lazy Boy sofa and loveseat and get a free TV and $100 off a recliner. Don't wait. This sale ends February 26th or while supplies last at Gamble Home in the Farville Curve and in the Uptown Shopping Center. Shop local and give local at Gamble Home. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
9: More home- Homes are using metal roofing than ever before. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies in Truman is offering discount prices to the public and has everything you need to install your metal roof. A roof from Discount Metal Roofing Supplies is built to last much longer than asphalt shingles going 40 to 60 years and beyond. Plus, it gives you durability to the elements and in the long run is going to save you money. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies 200 West Main, Building 39 in Truman and call 870 418 0790
8: you know that First National Bank has been serving Eastern Arkansas since 1886? For 135 years, we have been meeting the needs of Eastern Arkansas. It's not only that we know your name. Those that have worked before us probably knew your great-grandparents' name. Banking definitely looked different then, but it is the same personal service that we pride ourselves in today. And as most banks have changed hands over time, we are still locally owned and operated. Consistency, stability, and community are what we are built on. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC.
4: NEA Golf Cars reminds you the next spring will be here before you know it. And when it arrives, make sure you're making your way around the course in a sweet ride from NEA Golf Cars. And you can book yours now by calling 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars is home to all the top brands, including the industry leading Onward by Club Car, plus a large selection of used carts and all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its very best. Visit NEAGolfCars.com or call 870-236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragould.
0: This is KNEA, K237FI, 95.3, and K245CW, 96.9 Jonesboro, and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Halftime's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour 2 of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie.
1: back to the workday red zone we have made our halftime adjustments and we are ready to surge to the finish just like we saw with kansas city last night on their way to a super bowl winner uh we did not have anything quite as exciting during the break as rihanna's halftime show last night but you know we did the best we could with what we have unfortunately no singing and dancing from ryan james though as we welcome into the program
15: no i'm not rihanna y'all sorry
1: <laughs> would have been pretty cool if you could have somehow managed to rig up some kind of crazy platform in the kda studio that though would that would have been cool. sweet yeah can yep. you work on that for tomorrow
15: might need to do that Might need to do that and i'll wear the red dress That
1: i will definitely have pictures yeah. if that if yeah. that happens that'll, um, be,
15: that'll be all over the websites huh
1: yeah, I don't think, you know, unfortunately, we just don't quite have the room in the studio for yeah. the platforms. Like, yeah. it could only be, like, a four-foot platform. Yeah. Instead be of— a lot
15: more minute and small.
1: I don't know how high she was. Is it 40, 50 feet? It had More be. than that? Yeah,
15: I, I couldn't do anything like that. I have a pretty uh, candid fear of heights. Yeah. So even, like, going up the stairs a bit, I'm going <laughs> to—
1: <laughs> Get a little dizzy? Get a little dizzy, yeah. Yeah, that was—look, uh, I enjoyed the show last night. Uh, I, I enjoyed the entire evening. When it came to the Super Bowl. Did you get to eat any wings? Did year? not
15: eat any wings. I'm not going to lie to you. wasn't feeling very good. Oh, I'm sorry to C- hear yeah. Kind It kind of just rested up a bit, but I watched the uh, national anthem from Chris Stapleton, watched some of the game, watched the halftime show. It yeah. really just kind of took a day to kind of Re- chill out for a bit.
1: Well, it's going to be a busy week, so you need yeah. to recharge your batteries yeah, a little definitely. bit. definitely. Completely understand. We've got a lot more to get into in, in terms of last night's game. Of course, uh, easy question of the day today, brought to you by Cars.com. What was your biggest takeaway? From Super Bowl 57 and you can weigh in on the right fiber hotline 870-930-3776 of course we all know Chiefs came out on top and there's multiple different reasons uh you know again Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes uh you had some key uh you had a, a key special teams play there the KC O line played well including not just in terms of, of protecting Mahomes but also being able to get things going on the ground uh as well uh, you had some key second half adjustments. You had some brilliant play calling uh, with, with putting some guys in motion for the Chiefs. and Even the threat of putting some guys in motion for the Chiefs. So there are numerous different reasons why the Chiefs were able to come out on top. But, but sometimes luck and chance plays a bigger factor than we all really want to admit. And what I mean by that is, you know, I flashback to I think Friday we had conversations about, sometimes teams win this game. Sometimes they're the last team standing because they're the healthiest. Now, was Patrick Mahomes healthy? No, obviously not. But if you go back to last night, if he had gotten hurt on literally any other play of the game, if he had taken that same twist and, and roll up on his ankle, at any other point in time of the game, we would have saw Chad Henney. Because clearly, he, he, he was in pain. Mahomes was in pain in that play that happened uh, there late in the second quarter. I mean, you could tell by the way he hobbled off the field. Uh, you could his, his facial expressions, his mannerisms on the sideline After that play, we were clear as day that he was not okay. But that ankle got rolled on the last play of the last offensive drive in the last few minutes of the second quarter. And then because of the way the Super Bowl halftime is set up, Mahomes wasn't back out on the field for 48 minutes. You're never going to see another game, another situation where where a quarterback or, you know, one side of the ball is not out there for that long of a stretch of time. I mean, that's like a year in, in football terms. 48 minutes between when he hobbled off the field and when he had to go back out there. Of course, due to how long the halftime is in the Super Bowl that allowed time for extra treatment, uh, allowed time for that, that treatment work. Look, I have no idea what they probably shot up into his ankle. But whatever it was, clearly it was incredibly, incredibly effective. And we saw what looked to be a completely revitalized Mahomes in the second half. That, along with the KC adjustments, led the Chiefs to that win. Which they just had, you know, they they were so good in the second half. Scored on every possession. Scored a touchdown on every possession. With the exception of the final drive of the game, and that was that was by choice that they did not get in the end zone on that final possession for Kansas City because, of course, you had McKinnon that decided to run out of bounds at the two when he clearly, clearly, clearly could have gotten into the end zone but simply decided not to. So then after that, of course, the Chiefs uh, took a couple knees so that way they could continue to just bleed the clock all the way down. And it worked to perfection. I'll be honest with you, I was kind of holding my breath a little bit on on Harrison Butker's last last field goal attempt for two reasons. You know, 27 yards is, is certainly a chip shot, for especially for an NFL kicker. But, you know, he had missed that 42, 43 yarder earlier in the game. And then, of course, the field last night was hot garbage. You just saw so many players slip-sliding around. And uh, had tip, you know, there was a friend of mine, friend of mine's son that was with us, watched the game yesterday, and, and he noticed something early in the game that, that I didn't realize. Very, very, very early in the game, Jalen Hurts had already changed cleats. Because clearly, you know, he wasn't able to get the, the traction with what he was originally showed up to in the game to be able to perform well. And we actually saw images of that You know, as the game went on, just like a giant pile of cleats on the sideline. Because they had to go to a different different plan because of how messed up the field was. I can't really wrap my head around how if you're the NFL, you have your biggest showcase, the biggest night in your sport. One of the biggest nights, period, on the American holiday calendar, because let's face it, this is a holiday for us now. How do, you, how do you have a field like that? Especially with the, the resources they have now in the NFL to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, there are all of these conversations there in, in Arizona about how they they take care of that field. You know, if you were unaware, and I don't know how they do it, I haven't seen, seen pictures, but like basically the field there is on, is on movable trays. So they move those trays of, of grass, of turf, Outside so it can get sun and fresh air and just be better. And they need to rethink that (laughs) moving forward because it was not a good playing surface. You know, we saw... I just went blank. I think it was an Eagles kickoff where we saw the kicker, you know, slip on his his approach to, to kicking the ball a little bit, which ultimately was not like a huge moment. It was not an injury situation, but it still... Um, it just, it just was not good to have the field looking like it did last night. Uh, the Chiefs had already complained about the field. They played there back at the very beginning of the season, made it known at the time that they weren't super happy about it. But I guess all's well that ends well uh, in terms of how the Chiefs felt about it today. Last night did have some really interesting twists and turns. Apparently, the NFL does not know how to grow grass. And two, has still not figured out what a catch is. Because as much as it seems like there's a lot of conversations about, you know, the holding penalty and things like that. There were also several different moments in that game last night. What, three different Eagles catches? Where there had to be some significant pause for review so everybody could figure out what a catch was and was not. In a couple cases, it was catch. In another case, it was not. Can't Doesn't know how to grow grass. Doesn't know what a catch is. Good job, NFL. Let's go to the Riot Fiber Hotline. Check in with Zach. How are you?
16: Good. What's up, Carol? What's up, man? Not much. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Good. You?
16: Good. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, pretty entertaining Super Bowl. Went to blow out. Uh, good clock management by the Chiefs last night. You know, running calm down and then kicking that field goal
1: yeah that was over a five minute drive that was that was some good good strategy yes, there is. at the end
16: you know, all these years before any rate coming up you know coming up uh you know uh even when he was in philly when he had McNabb and T.O. when that group you know and then when we went to kansas city and they had alex smith you know trying to get past Pittsburgh, and then new england and, yeah, it was like he's probably looked at as the premier coach in the nfl i mean he's he's the uh, He's the top guard right now, isn't he?
1: I mean, you yeah. won two Super Bowls in the last four years. So Yeah. No, I feel like it.
16: Yeah. yeah. Andy Reed's and a really likable guy. You know, good good for him. You know. But uh anyways. Uh what are we talking about? Super Bowl related.
1: Well mm-hmm. just what was your biggest takeaway from yesterday? Well
16: <laughs> Patrick Mahomes hit the traffic. All in one season. MVP Super Bowl uh, champ and then Super Bowl MVP as well, so he all three. You know, and he's the uh, he's the best player in the league. You know, uh, not to mention best quarterback goes without saying. I think. Yeah. You know, and played on a bum leg, bum ankle rather. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, what's this? Two Super Bowls at age twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good start to a career.
16: Yeah, Birdie had three, I know, and then he had a drought there for about almost, uh, hell, almost 10 years, you know. But, uh, yeah, he's off to a good start, you know. I was kind of pulling for Philly, though, because I like Jason Kelsey. of the two brothers. I think he's more down to earth. Like, Travis is a bigger hot dog than his brother is. And, Jason seems like he's
1: more down earth. You, know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was kind of had the rooting interest for the Eagles as well, as, although my, my rooting interest was, was Jalen Hurts related. I, I really wanted to see him have some success. And for the most part, he did. He just – there was honestly just one big mistake made last night between yeah. between either one of the quarterbacks, and unfortunately that was when that ball slipped <clears> out of his hands and the Chiefs were able to return it for a touchdown.
16: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right read about that. Halftime show – wasn't crazy about it but it wasn't bad i mean it was you know she did a decent she did a pretty decent job wasn't nothing that really stood out i'll remember from years to come you know it was one of the best halftime shows to come to mind you know what i mean
1: i thought the platforms were cool i really did
16: well yeah it was cool i mean but she didn't do have she didn't have to do all the you know rubbing on herself and all that that you know didn't have to do all that you know you're you're out there and your performance was going well uh, the choreography was good, but you know, I didn't have to didn't have to start grabbing yourself and certain spots. You know what I'm saying?
8: All Hello?
1: right.
16: <laughs> yeah. It's sorry, it's my- just a
1: performance. I mean, that's kind of the content of of some of her songs. It was not. I necess- guess I'm a prude. No, it was just it's it was just not necessarily unexpected that she would do something that would push the envelope a little bit uh, with with yeah. some of what she just some of the content of, of her songs, you know?
16: Yeah. I mean, if you're talented, you don't got to do all that, you know, I mean, it's, you know, mm. but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good show. You know, uh, I like the Breaking Bad commercial. Did you get you to see that one? Uh,
15: no, uh, I was just going to add on to the show. I don't think last night's show was really meant so much as the spectacle as it was. Rihanna on her own kind of is the spectacle. Her yeah. voice is kind of like the standout. Like last year's show was a whole thing. They had the entire football field mapped out as Compton, California. Right. The weekend the year prior had this gigantic Las vegas S show. So I feel like the past couple of years has <clears throat> been purely based on spectacle, not necessarily the musicality. Last night was purely Rihanna showing off how great a singer she is.
16: Oh yeah, hey, don't get me wrong, she's got a great catalog, you yeah. know. I mean I can attest to this, Karen and maybe you can back in the back in the day, but when we was coming up in the two thousands, I was you heard Rihanna play our stuff played at, played at the Eagles and Electric yeah. Cowboy and all over you know when you go into the club, right right, Karen?
1: I mean she played she played twelve songs last night and they were all, you know, certified hits. Mm. They were all things <laughs> that, that you could yeah. have heard all throughout her career multiple times, you know. Playing songs that would have played once an hour, every hour on yep. Kiss FM during sure. the year that they yeah. were released.
15: I did not see that commercial though. Though I heard he had a bald yes. cap on, he didn't actually shave his head.
16: He did have a bald cap on. Yeah, yes, he did. yeah. Jesse didn't say the B word. I, yeah, I You know, blank. Yeah, but uh, didn't say his catchphrase. Yeah. I wish Paul governor would have had a cameo on that as well. Not at all yep Yeah, but for much. I don't know. Anyways,
1: all right, guys, have a good one you too. We'll see you. Uh, Healy's phone lines open at 9303776 on the Riot Fiber Hotline. I guess, you know, this is probably about the time in the show where we do need to talk about that holding penalty uh, since that's been a topic of big discussion today. But we're going to step aside for a break before we dive into that. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
0: Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket
7: Radio Network. Tax time is drive now time at Car Today because we just say yes. Yes to offering you a great selection of Carfax verified cars, trucks, and SUVs that you can buy now and pay later. Use part of your expected tax refund as a down payment and drive away today. Bad credit, no credit, bankruptcy, no, no problem. problem. Because at Car Today, we know bad things happen to good people. And all of our vehicles come with our piece of mind. Package included, which is free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guarantee. And with tax time at Car Today, you bring us your pay stub, and we'll use part of your expected tax refund right now to get you into the car, truck, or SUV you need. So stop by Car Today and see how you really can buy now and pay later. Plus, when ten people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. It's tax time at Car Today. Thirty four oh four Stadium in Jonesboro or NEA Car Today.
11: Play it against sports wants to pay you money.
4: Now that I have your attention, Play it
11: Again Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play it Again Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf. You name it. Play it Again Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go by Play it Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro.
5: David Martin Office Interiors is a proud supporter of Arkansas State and Northeast Arkansas. If your office or home is in need of furniture with excellent functions in every aspect, go to David Martin. Office Interiors. Get office concepts for any type of business. Desks, seating, cubicles, design layouts, space planning, and more. Whether you're a startup or an established company, David Martin Office Interiors has everything you need to help you cross that finish line. Online at DMI-office.com and next to Jonesboro Gymnastics Academy. David Martin Office Interiors, trusted since 1975.
10: It's time for the 52nd Annual Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro Charity Ball, Saturday, March 4th at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Red Wolf Convention Center. Tickets are $175 per person, and you can get them now online at jajonesboro.org. That's jajonesboro.org. This year's theme is a circus soiree, a night under the big top. Registration will begin at 5.30pm with the program and dinner at 630 and the live auction at 730 This year's program includes gaming with a poker tournament, dancing, live and silent auctions and much more. And live music this year with Memphis Soul Review performing on the Tommy's Express Car Wash stage. All funds raised through the event will go to support the 12 projects that are funded by the Junior Auxiliary in Craighead County. We'll see you at the 52nd Annual Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro Charity Ball Saturday, March 4th at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Red Wolf Convention Center. Be sure to follow Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro on social media for more details leading up to the Charity Ball.
4: You can imagine how happy we all were. My wife, our three kids, and I have found the perfect apartment to rent.
1: My school is right down the block?
4: (laughs) Yes, it is.
1: Mommy, can we go to the park
3: anytime we want? Anytime we want.
4: So you can imagine trying to answer all their questions after the landlord turned us down.
3: What happened? Why can't we live there? Why not, Papa?
4: What was I going to say? The landlord doesn't want families with kids in his building? We made a call to HUD and found out that being denied because we have kids is illegal. We got answers. We got help.
1: And we got the apartment.
4: If you think you've been discriminated against because of
9: your familial status, race, color, religion, national origin, sex, or disability, call the HUD hotline, 1-800-669-9777, or go to hud.gov/fairhousing. File a complaint. Make something happen.
10: Fair housing is your right. Use it.
9: A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership
0: with the National Fair Housing Alliance empowering people out of poverty helping kids to shine there's nothing quite like it at world vision we want every kid everywhere to grow into who god created them to be we know that you do too learn more worldvision.org on paper it's the best sports show around back to the workday red zone.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Our phone lines are open at 870 930 3776 on the Right Fiber hotline by Ritter Communications. Right Fiber, an internet provider that is different in all of the right ways. No contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, you get unlimited data. You can see if it's available in your area at rightfiber.com. You can weigh in uh, when you call us on our question today. What was your biggest takeaway from Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, obviously the holding penalty there on the Chiefs' final drive has been discussed a significant amount. Uh, and look, I, I get it. Whenever there is a play or a flag or what have you, whenever there's a flag that late in the game down the stretch, it always generates a whole lot of of conversation. And just in case you need a refresher, it was third and eight at the Philly 15 uh, with. Patrick Mahomes trying to connect with Juju Smith-Schuster. And instead, James Bradbury was flagged for defensive holding. And it was a four-yard penalty. Of course, it came with a fresh set of downs. So next thing you know, it was first and 10 at the Philly 11. Of course, we know what happened after that. That was where McKinnon almost got it on the touchdown. And then there were a couple knees and then a field goal. Blah, 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 blah. I, I... I hate the fact that you get to the end of the game and that was such a momentous flag. I hate that because we'd had such a good game. Um, yes, there had been some reviews over what is and whatnot, what was not a catch, but I don't remember there being a lot of penalties earlier in the game that, that you know we sat around in a, in, as a friend group last night and like talked about ad nauseum, right? The way that the, the holding call got talked about right after the game. But at the end of the day, James Bradbury, who was the one who was hit with the penalty, Says it was a hold. And I'm going to defer to him <laughs> in terms of uh, the fact that I he, he knows far more about the game than I ever will. He knows far more about what he can and cannot get away with at his position than I do. And so it just kind of is what it is. I don't I am not of the mindset that you can and cannot and should and should not call certain penalties or fouls at different times of the game. I want to see a consistently officiated game from the time a game kicks off or tips off all the way to when the final quarter or half, whenever the numbers on the clock hit zero. I want to see the same from beginning to end. And I know other people don't feel that way. Maybe at the end of the game, you want to see an official swallow their whistle a little bit more. But I like consistency. So if that would have been a hold... And it would have been, as James Bradbury told us, if that would have been a hold in the first quarter, and if that would have been a hold in the first five minutes, should have been a hold in the the final five minutes as well. By the way, you know that James Bradbury was a Red Wolf, right? And if you're sitting there going, wait, what? It's okay, because I had that same reaction this morning too. And and hat tip uh, to Philip Butterfield. Of course, A-State football alum, color analyst for Arkansas State football. Uh, James Bradbury signed with Arkansas State at a high school. And that was, uh, he signed the year that Hugh Freeze was the head football coach. So he was a part of Hugh Freeze's signing class. Uh, So back when when, uh, signing day used to actually be on February, James Bradbury signed with A-State, like February 2nd of 2011 or whatever. Spent the first season of his collegiate career in Jonesboro. And he actually redshirted that year. And he was kind of, you know, debating going somewhere else. And of course, then Arkansas State football made a coaching change, hired Gus Malzon. And what Bradbury said in some other comments regarding his departure is that, you know, A-State saw him as a safety. He wanted to continue his career at corner. Which, I mean, let's be honest, it's worked out okay for him. And so he decided to depart and go to Sanford. So, technically there was there was a Red Wolf on the field last night. I didn't even know that. I mean, the dude probably had more college hours from Arkansas State than I do. But it's neither here nor there. I thought that was an interesting story. I, I had no idea. No idea that Bradbury had been in Jonesboro. Went back and looked and... And, you know, found some of the notes about about when he signed. You know, you go back and look, and of course, uh, Hugh Freeze had some comments on him when he was a member of of that signing class, again, all the way back in 2011. Talked about the type of player that he thought that he could be. If I can get this link to pull up that I'm trying to click. Uh, But some comments back at the time to, or excuse me, back in the day to Matt Roberson, of the Jonesboro Sun. Freeze talked about Bradbury, whether he would fill in at, at safety or at the time at nickel. Freeze said, "Quote: He could end up playing either position. I like that kid a lot, though. I like his attitude, his demeanor, just the way he looks. That guy's got like six percent body fat. He's a specimen." So that was an early scouting report on James Bradbury from a state head football coach, Hugh Freeze. Now, again, Bradbury was only here for a year. It, it never saw the field during a game because he redshirted. And then went to Sanford. Obviously had a very good career there. I mean, he's an Alabama native, so went a place a little bit closer to home. And then, of course, uh, that worked out well for him in the end. He got drafted. He's been on a couple squads since then and has had some success with the Eagles. But if you were unaware of that, just wanted to pass that along. Because, again, I was, I was unaware of that until this morning when Philip Butterfield gave me a heads up, um, the, the hold is not why the eagle or the the call of the hold. That's not why the Eagles lost that game. And I hope wherever James Bradbury is today, he's not beating himself up too much. Um, the second half, the Eagles got out coached. Partly, you know, you think of a couple plays there close to the goal line from the Kansas City offense. There were two brilliant play calls that led to touchdowns, and they had to do with how well Kansas City has done at putting players in motion. All season long. And if you look at two, the last two touchdowns, I think, that Kansas City scored. In, in both of those instances, it might have just been the, different, the, the same play called on different sides of the field. But in both cases, they had a guy go in motion. But then return. So it was like the threat of the jet sweep was enough to get the Eagles on their heels. And they bit. The next thing you know, you got... Canary's Tony with, like, the most wide-open touchdown of his life. Same thing on the next drive, except it was Moore. Out there pretty much by himself, able to haul it in and and catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But the fact that the Chiefs had those great second-half adjustments, the fact that, you know, there was really just one huge mistake made in that game, and it was was the Hurts fumble that turned into a scooped score. Uh, really, the Eagles didn't get a second-half stop. They did not record a sack. All of those were more instrumental in Philly losing that game than than the holding. A wild nugget on the Eagles not winning. And I did not realize this till I saw it on Twitter this morning. The Eagles are the first team since 2001 to beat the 49ers in the playoffs. And not win the Super Bowl. Otherwise, it always happens. Kind of wild. Hey, let's step aside for a break. We've got, uh, well, we've got a couple more of those to take, but want to come back and recap some A-State women's basketball with you. We haven't dived into that yet. We've got some audio to share with you from Coach Destiny Rogers, so that's going to all be on the way right after this. Keep it here with us on The Ticket.
0: When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it.
1: All
4: right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing?
0: It's
7: Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. The big game means you score big deals on tires and wheels this month at Local Tire & Wheel. Don't get benched on the side of the road because of tires that you don't trust. Take the offensive approach and get the tires you require and the wheels you desire from Local Tire & Wheel, where this month you can get started for only $7. Only $7 gets you started in six months, same as cash. Local Tire & Wheel believes that everyone should have the option to travel on safe, dependable tires. But most of us don't budget for tires. But when we need them, we need them. And that's where Local t- Tire & Wheel comes in. You get four tires today, and we build a payment plan to fit your budget with no credit check and everyone approved. And this month, $7 gets you started. Plus, Local Tire & Wheel is kicking off their customer referral program. We'll pay you $100 every time you refer a new customer to us that gets a set of new tires. And this month, $7 gets you started. Local Tire & Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro, LocaltireAndWheel.com. And on Facebook, search Local Tire & Wheel Jonesboro. Crack screen on your phone or tablet, It's gonna be okay.
17: It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203 0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details.
4: Does this cold weather have you eagerly waiting for summer? Don't let those good times go to waste. Let j Lawn Service take care of your property now. Use this downtime to get those land projects out of the way so you can get the most out of your summer months. Tree removal, tree topping, stump grinding, bush hogging, and even tractor work. JK is licensed and insured to handle any issue, big or small. Call 897 1329 and let the professionals take care of all your lawn and tree projects. JK Lawn, 870 897 1329.
15: Jonesboro Dental Care, offering exceptional dentistry with a personal touch. Dr. Jonathan Cook and Dr. Mark Kingston have been voted best cosmetic dentist of NEA three years running. They are an Invisalign provider, as well as implants, crowns, veneers, and restorative dentistry, while placing an emphasis on preventative dentistry. Located at 2500 Browns Lane in Jonesboro, 870 340 2529. At Jonesboro Dental Care, exceptional dental care and top-notch service are the cornerstone of our practice.
0: the Jonesboro Sanitation Director, Patrick Courtois. We hear the excuses all the time. We don't recycle because it's too much work or we don't know what to do. But here's Mitchell to tell you all about it.
14: It's
9: easy to recycle and it's good for Arkansas too.
0: Jonesboro Sanitation picks up your recyclables twice a month, and we even sort it for you. Blue recycle bins are available for only $25. Jonesboro residents call 870 932 3042. That's 870 932 3042. Or click the Jonesboro Sanitation page at jonesboro.org. Jonesboro, it's time to reduce, reuse, and recycle. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie.
1: Rolling right on along here on the Workday Red Zone. Karen Ryan hanging out. 930-3776 is the number to call. Getting fired up for tonight's Grand Slam Banquet at First National Bank Arena. Celebrating Arkansas State Baseball. I'm really excited to hear from Patrick Renna. I am pumped about this. Uh, But uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. In the meantime, today need to continue to recap the weekend that was for Arkansas State Athletics, that includes unfortunately a loss for A State women's basketball at James Madison. The final there, seventy to fifty-seven. Unfortunately, a game where where a slow start kind of doomed A State to the loss. You know, the very first quarter, A State came out just a little bit cold shooting-wise. You know, they were five of thirteen from the floor. Uh, missed all four of their three-point attempts and, you know, didn't really get, get to the stripe or anything like that. And so it kind of set the tone early. It was 18-11 to 11 after the first quarter. And the three quarters that followed, it's it's not like JMU was just beating the brakes off of A-State, not even close, not, not at all. It was competitive for the final three frames. It was just that JMU was just a point here or two better. And... I mean, that was really it. Uh, it was another situation where the opposing team took advantage of all of their opportunities. Uh, A-State wasn't sloppy with it. They had 13 turnovers. You can live with that. JMU had 14. But despite that, you know, just being turning it over one more time. James Madison had 10 more points off of turnovers than A-State did. They also... Uh, we're able to get the stripe a ton, which is not a surprise. They've got a player who, who Kiki Jefferson, <laughs> is really good at getting the free throw line. She did that on Saturday. But uh, just one of the games where the other team was just a little bit better. Uh, A-State was competitive. Uh, there are a couple interesting nuggets from the box score. You know, Lauren Pendleton was held scoreless in that game. Leilani Ogman was held scoreless in that game. They're able to get a couple buckets. We could be talking about a different outcome today. But despite the loss, ultimately, uh, this is a week where, personally, I I feel like the A-State women's team fared pretty well. They, flashback to Thursday, you know, that's, that's a road trip, a road game at Troy that where they came out on top. So in a week where you have to play the two best teams in the Sunbelt Conference, and you do that on the road, and you win one game and you're competitive in another, I mean, as as a fan, I'm good with that. Especially with some of the struggles earlier this season, it does feel like the Red Wolves are kind of making good on some promises that Coach Rogers threw out earlier this season when she said this team was going to trend in a good direction and then surge in March or or late February to close out the season. And I feel like we we saw evidence of that this week. So overall, while certainly would have would like to you know would rather be recapping a win today for this team, I'm I'm. Personally, not not mad about the split. Uh, that's my opinion. Obviously, at the end of the day, Coach Rogers' opinion matters a whole lot more. So, I want to hear some comments here from the A-State women's basketball head coach. Kind of echo some of the comments that I just made. Uh, you you wanted to win Saturday, but ultimately, she's pleased with with how this team played uh, in its two game road road trip.
18: You know, obviously, we we wanted to win today, and uh, we'll talk about here in a second what we could have did, did to win, but playing the top two teams in the conference this week with kind of where we are right now to get a split this week in my opinion is a success Um, obviously I'm not happy ever about losing we really wanted to get this one today I felt like we could Uh, but a big key for us is you know they kept two, two of our best players from scoring LA didn't score Leilani didn't score if those two score it's a different ball game
1: Continuing here, you know, she mentioned those two players that were held scoreless. She elaborates a little bit more on, on maybe what could have been different if, if you could have got a couple points here and there.
18: You know, like I said, it's a different ballgame if those two score. So you got to say hats off to James Madison. They're experienced. They're well coached. They're well balanced throughout the their team. But here's the deal. They beat us 13 without two of our players that last game both scored 16 points, didn't yep. score. So that's proof that we're right there. So I feel excited about where we're headed. So proud of our team this week for fighting against two of the best teams in the conference. Uh, a split, we'll take it, and now we get to go home and finish out at home.
1: Looking at players that did make an impact. Uh, a really good game for Anna Griffin as she records her fourth double-double of the season. Ten rebounds as she continues to be incredibly strong in that category, including five on the offensive side of the glass, but 24 points, so A great performance from her, and obviously Coach Rogers pleased with her outing.
18: Anna's just so special, and uh, let me tell you something. You haven't seen her best basketball. You probably won't see it until next year because she had to get this year under her belt because she didn't play much at Virginia, but I'm telling you right now, Anna Griffin is special. Uh, She is definitely a difference maker for us. You can see it just coming into form as the season goes along. She's grown so much, just really proud to see her play the way she's been playing.
1: Another player to talk about. It's not a surprise ever to see Izzy Higginbottom in in double digits. She finished with 13 points, which is fairly standard, but she did so many other things in that game as well. Five rebounds, two steals, and a big seven assist, and Coach Rogers was pleased to see the way that she shared the basketball. She
18: gets people involved, and uh, I really love the way she gets people involved. Um, We want her to continue to do that, and uh, when, when, when she's going like that, You know, we're just better. Um, Obviously, we we need her to score it a little bit more if if others are not. Um, So she kind of passed up some I thought she should have taken. But that's okay. We'll we'll live with this right now in hopes that maybe we get another shot in the tournament.
1: Last thing here. Now, you know, the Red Wolves are set for their home stretch. And I get to mean that kind of literally because not only does a state only have four games remaining on the schedule, but they are four games that are all going to be played in Jonesboro. In fact, you know, going into this week, A-State has played 10, 10 games in Jonesboro out of their 25 games. So to be able to close with four straight at home when your team is playing some of its best basketball is something that I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this team over the next couple of weeks.
18: Really excited to get home, excited to play in front of our fans, excited to finish out conference play at home. You know, we'll, we'll get a chance to, battle at home practice at home shoot on our goal for two weeks and and hopefully we can pull out some wins at home you know we really need it we need that momentum shift going into the tournament and we feel really good about where we're at and the momentum that we got even though we lost today i'm gonna be really positive in my locker room my players because this was a tough week for us and they really showed some resiliency this week
1: again that was arkansas state women's basketball coach destiny rogers following her team's 70 to 57 setback at james madison Four games left, as mentioned. Uh, two doubleheaders on the slate this week for Arkansas State basketball. So that's going to start Thursday. The women are going to be playing first against South Alabama. That'll tip off at 5 o'clock. And then there's also a doubleheader on Saturday. The men's team going to be up first. The women, though, facing Louisiana at four thirty. So I'm not saying that A-State's definitely going to win Thursday, but... They've already beat South Alabama pretty good on the road. So, A-State's going to be the favorite in that one. Um, They've got a great opportunity to continue to add to their win total, continue to climb just a little bit in the Sunbelt Conference standings. So, Thursday should be fun at First National Bank Arena. But, will it be as fun as tonight? I don't know, because I am... Pretty stoked. Oh, I just got some some insider scouting on tonight's silent auction at the Grand Slam Banquet. Quote, these silent auction items are fire. I trust the source that is sending me this information. I've been talking about this event for <laughs> weeks now, ever since it was announced. I'm trying to figure out, you know, do I want to ask, do I want to ask Patrick Renna to say. You play ball like a girl. Because if you. If somehow you've missed our intro. In the past six and a half years. Since we've started doing this show. That's like the very first thing that you hear. Before the intro music. Before the. the You know the big voice. Comes on and intros the show. Before you ever hear my voice. You hear like this. One random sound effect. And then you've got Patrick. Patrick Renna's voice. Saying you play ball like a girl. Should I should I ask him to say that tonight, a time or two? Kind of torn here. I do want to, you know, there are times in my life where I try and pretend like I'm a professional, and I'm trying to decide if I want to do that tonight, or if I just want to geek out over the sandlot. We'll see. I'm really excited. Have I said I'm really excited? I mean, continue to tell you that I'm really excited. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Really excited about this break, too, because it's the last one of the show. We'll come back and wrap up today's Workday Red Zone right after this on the ticket.
0: The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis.
8: And when you speak of him, you speak well.
7: Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. So if you're ready to lose weight and you want to lose weight in a healthy way, it's time to turn to the team at Elite Total Health. Y'all, you know, Elite Total Health has helped patients lose over 4,300 pounds and counting. Yes, it's real. It's proven to work. Elite Total Health is medication assisted weight loss delivered by a team that customizes a plan to fit your life and your goals. So, by now, you've probably heard of Simaglutide. The celebrities and the influencers, they're all talking about it. Semaglutide can lead to dramatic weight loss, and Elite Total Health has a trusted medical team in place to help you lose weight in a safe and effective way. So, don't trust Billy Bob's tanning and tires with your health and weight loss medication. Turn to the clinic. It has the people in place that do this every single day. Elite Total Health has multiple weight loss medications available, including Semaglutide. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6. You can call 870 206 8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro.
8: Cupid's Arrow is struck at Gamble Home It's a special sale for couples this February as you can now buy one chair and get the second half price Accent chairs, recliners, dining chairs and stressless chairs Plus buy a Lazy Boy sofa and love seat and get a free TV and $100 off a recliner. Don't wait! This sale ends February 26th or while supplies last at Gamble Home in the Farville Curve and in the Uptown Shopping Center. Shop local and give local at Gamble Home. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
4: Whether you
5: Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best low terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row.
9: Visiting with track star Cameron Newton-Smith about how she came from Australia to Arkansas State.
1: I opened my last messenger message on Facebook that I'd gotten from a coach and it happened to be Coach Vining. I responded
8: and came on a visit, really liked it, committed, came, that was about it.
9: Well, there you go. Yes, sir. Facebook yeah. Messenger coming oh. through.
8: Yeah, I think I made a good choice. I like it. Me too. So, yeah.
11: It's the second-to-none podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast.
8: What's one of your favorite memories? <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, well, there was this one time I went camping with my parents in a forest back when I was maybe like eight or nine, and um. I can remember one night we were laying out in our hammocks and we were just, you know, watching the trees rustling in the wind above us and we could hear the sounds of the forest all around us. Frogs singing and owls calling and the creek running nearby. It was amazing. It felt like we were a part of it all. I don't know if I do it justice trying to describe it, but I'll definitely never forget it. Most of us have a memory of being in
10: nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org.
0: You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone.
1: Right, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. It is last call on the Right Fiber Hotline at 870-930-3776. You can weigh in on our Kavanaugh question. An easy one today. What was your biggest takeaway from Super Bowl Sunday? You don't have to overthink it. It's brought to you by Kavanaugh You really don't have to overthink where you're going to start your search for a new vehicle because they make it so easy for you there. With a one-stop shop. Of course, it has uh that site has all of the Kavanaugh inventory on it. So Every single vehicle, whether it is a new vehicle or a new to you vehicle or uh, something that is on the Cavanaugh Key a lot or Cavanaugh Hyundai or Cavanaugh Ford. It's all at one spot, CavanaughCars.com. I think overall, look, I was really pleased with the Super Bowl overall. I was entertained uh, pretty much from from beginning to end. You know, Chris Stapleton got things off to a great start with a, a great anthem. Uh, The game delivered right from the get-go with both of the teams scoring touchdowns on on their both opening possessions. Uh, I loved the halftime show. Uh, Yes, by the way, Rihanna is pregnant. Her rep did confirm that after the game. Um, And even though I know I got a little nervous for her on those platforms because, like Ryan, I'm not a big fan of heights either. But she was tethered in and buckled and secured. And I think one of the reasons she had on such a poofy outfit is because she had a safety harness underneath it Uh, but I I enjoyed that I enjoyed the fact that it was competitive all the way through the second half as is usually the case we got a handful of good memes out of it so I think at the end of the day I I give this full Super Bowl Sunday a solid eight and a half out of ten I don't know if it's quite an maybe a nine I don't know I don't know i I personally had a great Sunday. I'm I'm hoping that you all did as well. Of course, now, you know, one of the things we didn't get into today is, you know, coming up soon, we'll start to get to have, and actually, I mean, it started last night, but the legacy conversations regarding Patrick Mahomes. With his win last night, he is now one of just 13 quarterbacks that has won multiple Super Bowls. He's one of just... 11 players that won the NFL MVP and the Super Bowl MVP in the same season. And now he's one of just five players with multiple Super Bowl MVP trophies. You know, he as well as Terry Bradshaw and Eli Manning have all won two Super Bowl MVPs apiece. Joe Joe Montana, all of a sudden I can't talk at the end of the show. Uh, Joe Montana won three and, of course, Brady won five MVPs. So... You've quickly, quickly got Mahomes this early in his career in some elite company. And it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Uh, The one thing I I didn't love last night, I thought it was funny because every team and every player does, does this, but I don't necessarily love it. Travis Kelsey, at the end of the game, where he's just like, oh, nobody believed in us and blah, 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 blah. And I know a lot of people picked picked the Eagles to win because they were a good team. And, in fact, I think all during the pregame show on Fox, a lot of their um, analysts picked picked the Eagles to win. But for as long as Patrick Mahomes remains in Kansas City and for as long as, as Andy Reid remains in Kansas City, Kansas City is going to be the Super Bowl favorite. They just are. Uh, depending on how the playoffs unfold, you know, there might be other people who pick the winner of that game. But, you know, you go back to before the playoffs began, when the playoffs filled, when the playoffs field was set, before the playoffs kicked off. I mean, the Chiefs had the best odds to, to come out with a Super Bowl victory. At the very beginning of the season, I think maybe like the Bills had better odds in the preseason. But like three weeks in, it was the Chiefs again. I know that this is something that is really common among athletes and coaches, the chip on their shoulder, the nobody believed in us mentality. But come on. (laughs) Come on, Kelsey. You can't sit here and say nobody believed in you. Nobody thought you could win. Come on, dude. Come on. Uh, Looking ahead to what's in store this week here on the Workday Red Zone uh, probably going to start sprinkling in a lot more baseball talk. Pitchers and catchers reported today. I'm stoked about it. Of course, we've got the Green Slam Banquet tonight. We'll talk more on that tomorrow. A-State baseball and college baseball across the country. It gets underway on Friday. And uh, today is just a great day to think baseball thoughts. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. So I would imagine A-State baseball uh, set for a really good practice this afternoon because of just how nice it is right now. I went ahead and took a a sneak peek at this weekend's weather in Jonesboro and out at Tomlinson Stadium, Kelfield. And again, you know, it would be nice if Friday was just a little bit warmer because it's a high of 42 and a low of 26. So once the sun sets and there's a little bit of wind out there, undoubtedly blowing in at the Tom, uh, you know, it is going to be a big a bit chilly, so that very first night for the A-State baseball season, you're going to need to bring your gloves and your toboggans and your big poofy jackets, but a high of 46 on Saturday, mostly cloudy then. Sunday should be a great day uh, for that opening weekend series finale. 55, partly cloudy. There is no rain in the forecast somehow this weekend for A-State baseball. I'm pretty sure it's divine intervention. (laughs) It's what it is. So, again, can it be a degree or two warmer? Sure, sure. But I, I will take it. In uh, all the hoopla of everything else going on, especially with the sporting calendar, you know, last week was nuts in the NBA. We had the Super Bowl over the weekend. Baseball's gearing up, blah, 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 blah. Just a reminder, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, in case you forgot. And if you did, good luck getting your reservation at any place that has a tablecloth. Just want to let you know that ship is sailed. So here is what your game plan is. If you forgot, if you were supposed to take out your sweetie tomorrow for Valentine's Day and you didn't make a reservation, you need to somehow convince your significant other to pivot to Friday or Saturday. And by the way, that's what you should do every year. In case you're unaware, I spent a decade in the restaurant business before I did radio. And, I, and let me tell you right now, Valentine's Day or evening is the absolute worst day go to a restaurant you are dealing with overworked staff overbooked restaurants and just way too much going on there's going to be it's going to take you forever to get your drinks because there's people who only go out and order alcoholic drinks on valentine's day and they're going to want like a a strawberry daiquiri sangria something that has 87 ingredients and the bar is going to be backed up the kitchen's going to be overwhelmed because all of a sudden you've got this grill that is covered with well-done steaks that take an hour to cook when yeah. really somebody should just be if you knew what you're doing you're ordering me- medium rare Anyway, so just so so again if you forgot to make the reservation just talk it up and be like "Honey, you know, I just I want us to be able to relax. I want us to have a good night. I want to make sure we get great service. I want to make sure we have a great time. Let's go out Friday." Yep. Yeah. That's what you do. That's your game plan. You're welcome
15: we'll just get some like let's just make it simple go get some wings to go and just like go watch like a cool movie or something like that you know
1: that is also a good strategy as well uh that's a wrap for us today appreciate all of the calls comments texts and tweets to help us survive a monday but uh tell you what keep it here the Dan Patrick Show is on the way next, followed by The Drive. Kate Carlton, by the way, FYI, is going to be live out at First National Bank Arena for the Grand Slam Banquet. Her rumor that he might even have Patrick Renna on the show today. So good for Kate. That's going to be fun stuff. Have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Workday Red Zone returns tomorrow at noon. For Ryan, for Alex, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great night.